Hello everyone. Before tonight's episode of For What It's Nerd, I just want to give a little bit of context as to how this episode was recorded. Um, this episode was recorded on the 22nd of July, 2022, uh, about a day before the announcements coming out of San Diego Comic Con regarding the future of the MCU. Thus, some of the stuff that we discussed in here is outdated, especially the stuff regarding the kind of back end of Phase 4. We now know that Phase 4 is going to be ending with Wakanda Forever, where before we had assumed it would end with Fantastic Four. So there is some things in this that are now uh, factually incorrect, essentially. Please bear with that. If you enjoy speculation on Marvel, this is still a great... Um, podcast to listen to um, it's a great episode to listen to but there is some factual inequalities now um because of the the timing of uh filming versus the timing of the announcements we will be discussing the new news in the future on the podcast but for now please enjoy this episode hello everyone and welcome to episode two of for what it's nerd we're back again week two i can't believe it doesn't feel like two minutes ago we get got everything set up nuts nuts but we are back. We are going to be doing pro we're going to be doing it properly this time. We're not going to somehow scuff the void and lose it like an idiot because that would be unintelligent. Um, but yes, so we are back today. We are discussing, as you can probably tell by the title, either whether you're watching it after the fact or watching it here on um, Twitch uh, or listening wherever you may be listening to it. Uh, we are discussing the MCU. Uh, specifically phase four uh, that kind of deals with kind of everything from early 2020 to now um, and I'm very excited very excited because we have a very special guest we have a very special guest with us today Andy 25 Brown now Andy is joined by us tonight as a norm um, Make of that what you will. We really need to sort these out. These might have to go because these aren't working properly. The the rotating, we'll get rid of that one maybe. But yes, Andy, welcome in. Hope you're doing well. I'm good. How are you? Yes, I'm doing brilliantly. Thank you very much. I see one you've second. made me a custom hashtag. Yes, hashtag make Andy make a YouTube. Uh, there you go. I mean, maybe you have and I couldn't find it, but I looked. Yeah, uh, but no, there's nothing on it. <laughs> but there you go. Um, Andy, make a YouTube. That's going to be my running joke, okay, guys? Um, I did it for Megas. I'm doing it for you. Make a YouTube. But yes, so thank you guys for coming in. Thank you guys for being here. Um, we will pretty much... I think, Andy, you, you, you really summed it up for us. We've got a few points that we're going to hit tonight. I've kind of summed it up at the top, top right-hand corner there because I like to kind of keep it concise. But Andy has a few ideas that you want to go through. Andy, do you want to run through those for me? What we've got kind of planned to look at tonight? Uh, yeah, just kind of a general overview of Phase 4, um, mm -hmm. where it stands. If there is a plan, you know, uh -huh. I don't know. If there, uh -huh. if there is a plan, whatever it is, is it working? What yes. hasn't worked? Mm -hmm. What's ahead? Yeah. Uh, things we'd like to see? Uh -huh. And then a couple pitches. Yes, so like pitches in terms of like what we think, how we think certain movies should go, etc., right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty sure yeah. Kevin Feige is going to listen to this. So, Kevin, if you're listening, uh, hi, hi, Russ. Thank you. Um, I'd much appreciate it. I'm looking for a new job. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, number one, general overview. So, like I said, we're running essentially from um, the beginning of 2020 to, to date, right? So, we're talking what so far? That's like what, two, like one and a half years? 
of phase four. Is that right? Two and a half. Or Two and a like, half. What movie started phase four? Uh, it was One Division that started phase four properly. So that was like February 2020, I think, wasn't it? 21. 2021. Like, I don't know, man. Post I'm lost. Basically, from one division to now. That's all we need to know. That's all we need yeah. to know. Time is fuzzy. <laughs> Time is fuzzy. But let's start with one division, right? So one division was a really enterprising show, wasn't it? Like, I think a lot of people were excited about one division. It was very different to anything that had come before it. Um, I think that's true of most of what's come with phase four. Would you agree? Yeah. Uh, can I use the word balls? Yeah. Okay. I, I think it took a lot of balls for them to make WandaVision because the first mm -hmm. couple episodes are not what people yeah. were probably expecting. They're very even, out there. Like, even if you read the, the leading up to release yes, uh, yeah. descriptions and synopsis and, and whatever else, mm -hmm. the first, I think, uh, three episodes were yeah. weird. Well, yeah, because the first what, two it was laid out as yeah but it was worth writing it out and then yeah it's great well, it, it's uh, funny because i think people looked at one division again obviously i know this is general over overview so we're not going to get too heavily into one division but people looked at one division as this idea of um you can skip the first two episodes because they're plot they're like meaningless but really i think the issue with one division was the end episode it wasn't the beginning episode it was the end episode and I think that's something that the phase four has in general, um, and that's why I was kind of going with this, um, is missing with its, it, it sets up everything perfectly. And then the ending or like the next part is the issue. And I think that's what WandaVision suffered from. I think uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier suffered from that a bit. Um, Loki didn't as much. Loki had a strong ending, I'd say. Um, but I think quite a lot of the others had that kind of situation, right? Where they, they had a moment of like, um, oh, well, it's kind of, it's kind of the story's kind of skewed off. It hasn't quite hit the mark. And I think that Moon Knight, another example, Moon Knight's last episode, whilst technically good, it had, it just didn't hit it perfectly. Um, I think that's something that we're seeing a lot with Phase 4. What do you think? Yeah, and I think... One thing, I was talking to somebody at work about this the mm -hmm, other day. Mm -hmm. uh, if my boss is listening, we totally did work all week long while you're on vacation. Everything was oh my. Cool. Uh, but we were talking about uh, what they've put out so far. I think he mm -hmm. is a couple Disney Plus series behind. In right, yeah, yeah. At least, I think, one movie behind. Right. But he knows what's going on. And uh -huh. Phase four is where they're starting to branch out into the not unknowns, but not mainstream yes. characters like Miss mm -hmm. Marvel or yes. Ironheart coming up. Yes. Stuff um, that is yeah. intriguing, but like nobody knows. And I think mm -hmm. we got spoiled in the first three phases because there was, after the first couple movies, I think yeah. uh, the third movie was Incredible Hulk, the post credit scene. Yeah. And Tony Stark's in, in that scene. From there, it was more of a linear path. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you knew what roughly you knew was to coming Because the Avengers was already set up by the end of, like, the first three movies. Yeah. Um, and that was all it was at that point as well. So people weren't waiting on tender hooks, so to speak. 
but it's funny that you mentioned that actually because i think that's interesting um i think what phase phase four also had uh, phase one sorry um also had was heroes that people already had a shorthand for um if you maybe not iron man iron man he was he was around right he had he had like animated tv shows and yes he'd been in things but really speaking he was c-list before the mcu right um but like captain america right we i mean i even know this and i wasn't i was like not even born by like 30 40 years captain america was like literally like very important as a character just propaganda wise right during like the second world war and then then after right so he was ingrained in culture the same way like someone like superman might be right um and then hulk hulk is one of the most popular heroes going um he he spider-man and kind of like um superman they're like the big three right like the ones that everyone knows if you say oh do you know a superhero someone's probably going to say one of those three so like hulk is in there too um so instantly you've got iron man hulk thor i mean thor also works because the norse mythology backs him up a lot right like you've got so like even if you not don't know the superhero thor you probably heard of the god thor or something like that right like you've heard of that at some point because you know i mean i as a kid was obsessed with it's different but like greek gods right like i thought i was obsessed with the idea of the 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 greek culture and greek gods and roman gods and all that type of stuff right um and i think some people will be the same will have been the same with norse gods right so again thor had this kind of um this kind of shorthand ironheart doesn't have a shorthand does she apart from like you know she connected to iron man um miss marvel doesn't have a shorthand because frankly even more so with miss marvel because she doesn't there's not that history of characters like her being shown on on the on the screen right so you have a situation where like you have to work harder and you have to pull back on the cameos pull back on the interconnected story for a bit to set up all these new characters not only in the mcu but as a cultural phenomenon as well right yeah and like the thing that i think is the issue here as well is they're working towards x-men they're working towards fantastic four which people know right like people are aware of the fantastic four people are aware of the x-men but people are so ready for those that they're not taking time to think about the characters that are here right now i think sometimes that's why people aren't um, as receptive to stuff like Miss Marvel and stuff. I mean, there's a million different other reasons and maybe stuff we won't go into here. Um, but I think a lot of the reasons are people want the big characters and they don't want to deal with getting letting smaller characters build up, even though these big characters were once small characters. Yeah. Uh, and I think with the advent of Disney Plus, yeah, I uh, probably should expect should have expected phase four would mm-hmm. play out this way yeah because one thing that disney has going for them is marvel and yeah. they're putting this new product out and yeah. they've they've got a, a big backlog or catalog of classic stuff but how do we get newer people in exactly well, marvel okay yeah we can't do a, a full-scale movie but we can if we break it up in episodes. So, like, mm-hmm. one thing that was 
at their disposal was the rest of their uh, roster, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense right. to like yeah. test the waters for the replacement characters in smaller yeah. scale. And Disney Plus was great for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I still would have thought risk, it, it? would have been a more cohesive, like, obvious well, I think... path. Yeah, I think I mean that obviously goes into our second point of like, what's the plan here, right? And I, I, I kind of see where you're coming from. It doesn't look like there's a plan on the surface, right? But I think that's for a reason because pe- there was a there was a graphic that came out recently that, despite all the you know, let's discount Agents of Shield for a second. Let's discount. Let's talk about the mainline Marvel stuff, right? Phase one, two, and three combined are smaller than Phase four. And we're not even done with Phase 4, right? We have yeah. She-Hulk yet to come. We have um, Black Panther still to come. Um, Wakanda Forever, whatever they end up calling it. And then we have um, Fantastic Four, Ant-Man, and a few other series as well. I, f- I forget them off the top of my head, but we have a lot still to come just for Phase 4. Now, that yeah. means that by the time Phase 4 is done, it might be twice the size of 1, 2, and 3, right? And that means that what they they have to do as a result because they're dealing with so many characters in so many different realms you can't have agatha harkness show up in the same scene as uh sharon carter or bucky barnes well you could but it wouldn't necessarily make sense or thematic sense right um and so what they have to do is build they're almost building like three or four storylines at the same time and obviously because they're building three and four stories at the same time the the payoff is a, is separated more more fully, and because it's separated more fully, um, you have an issue where it comes down to like when do we get the payoff? And I do agree that the payoff for some of these things is taking a little bit too long, but you have to remember, especially with the beginning of Phase Four, we were still in a COVID world, and I think that's very important to remember because initially. One division would have finished and Doctor Strange would have premiered the next week. Now, obviously that didn't come to pass and we can't judge something on what it would have been or could have been or should have been, right? But I think it bears remembering that there was a point where that was the plan and because COVID happened, certain things did change. So I think there was a plan, but I think they've had to fumble the bag slightly since then because they've been kind of trying to catch up with themselves, right? Because when this isn't just like three movies that you can just push back. This is a connected universe that you're suddenly going, fuck, we have to do all these things and change it all around, right? Yeah. So I'm um, looking at a graphic of sorry. phase yeah. four, uh-huh. and the dates are all screwed up now because mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we should have, according to this, we should have already seen Black Panther 2 um, yeah. earlier this month. But yes. there are 12 movies... And, mm-hmm. and 13 series so yeah this is basically the existing mcu crammed into uh yeah. let's see looks like two and a half years they don't yeah. have a date fantastic four is the last thing yeah that's that ends phase four yeah which i, I love i love that thematically by the way just Midway. i know that's a, i know that's a total side point but i love that thematically that fantastic four ends phase four I love it. It's just natural, but, like it. It should have. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. It's, it's too obvious to not do. Yeah, it is. Um, the, you were talking about, you know, mm-hmm. the the way. So, sorry, I'm trying to no, verbalize okay. this to where it makes sense. 
to me, phase four is individual strands that will eventually intertwine and make like a full rope. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. But the problem with that is how long yeah. are those strings, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Is it going to be worth it? Because some of these later series like Secret Invasion, there's mm-hmm. existing characters coming that don't yes. know much about Ironheart as an MCU character. Uh-huh. Armor Wars, I'm not really sure what to expect out of that. Yeah, no, um, agreed. I Am Groot is technically Phase 4, but it's not connected to anything. It's just like shorts, yeah. 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 So, like, I don't mind a slow burn mm-hmm. if the explosion is worth it. That's the, the end, thing. You know? Yeah. Uh, growing uh-huh. up, I read a lot of books. I uh-huh. really don't like Stephen King books. Right, okay. they're really long. Mm-hmm. And then the yeah. payoff isn't always there for me. It's like, okay, why waste uh, my time? Why have I read all this? Yeah, I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I don't want this to be a a Marvel Stephen King movie. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. What, what I think, the let's use your analogy, for example. We're building the rope with phase four, right? Whereas I feel like with phase one, two, and three, the rope was already built. If that makes sense. I know that sounds like a very weird thing to say, but I think you already had you already had the trajectory, right? It's that thing of what I was saying before. Iron Man, Captain America, most of those characters were built. I mean, apart from like, you know, Ant-Man, for example, you had to sell people on Ant-Man a little bit, right? You had to sell people on um, Guardians a bit because people didn't know who the Guardians were. But apart from that, you had a general shorthand for most of those characters, Spider-Man, Black Panther, um, you had uh, Captain America, um, even like something like Age of Ultron. Like people know who Ultron is or, or did. Like if you're a comic book fan, you knew, knew who Ultron was, you know? Um, so it was that kind of situation where I think a lot of it was shorthanded. But then now you get into, a, like, for example, Eternals. I, don't know, I didn't know much about Eternals. I, I read comics and I don't, didn't know much about Eternals. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I didn't know so the Flag Smashers as a group are brand new their creation for the mcu but i didn't know about flag smasher the character in the comics i didn't know about um i knew about agatha harkness because i'm obsessed with her for some reason but i knew i didn't know about like um who else um i don't know much about um, miss marvel's villains for example right again someone who's just come around recently and it's slightly skewed because she has had some changes for the mcu but again a lot of new villains new heroes at once and people people don't like change and it's not just a sense of diversity in terms of but it's also a sense of people don't know these characters and thus think they're shit instantly which is not the case obviously but it's what people do you know you you mentioned they changed miss marvel uh, Mm -hmm. for the mcu yes and i admittedly knew of the character but didn't know anything about it because i tried getting like so when i was a kid read comic books when when i could Mm -hmm. um but then as you get older priorities change and in, in life and everything yes yeah but then now there's yeah. such an onslaught of it seems Media. like every three or four days there's a new issue out and it, it's just a lot to keep up with yeah so i knew the character existed but i didn't know much about her actually uh, until marvel's avengers the game yes. came out yeah so like in the video game her more biologic stretching i don't yeah you know what i mean it worked in that. Yes. But they changed it to be more in the tone of the MCU. And I think Crystalline, that worked. Yeah. I didn't like it at first, if I'm honest. But 
as I looked at it, um, I came to terms with it, especially after watching the show, I understood it. What I have an issue with, with Kamala in the MCU is, and I can't sit here and say I've always been a Kamala fan. I have generally been, you know, I like the character, but I'm not sitting here going, I've been a fan since day one. I can't say that. I can't say that. I, I don't, I've never read one of her comics fully. Um, I've read bits and pieces. I, I've enjoyed the character in, in games that she's been in, but, you know, generally I have not dealt with her that much. But my issue is, is that I um, feel like at the point where you change the character's powers, first of all, their superhero origin, because that's been totally changed, and now potentially um, what the character... This is a slight spoiler. Basically, anyone who hasn't watched Miss Marvel final episode... Shut your ears out now. Two seconds. Um, she's rumored now to become a mutant, right? Yeah. Um, the issue is, is that in the comic, she's an inhuman. And I personally like the inhumans. Um, now, I know the inhumans sure did badly, but I felt like with what they're doing recently, they're starting to kind of re-incuperate, re re-invigorate. Um, re, um, the the franchises that kind of died along the way right like um whether it's because they cancelled um certain contracts netflix for example or whether or not they um they thought oh this character should come back for this because it makes the most sense for them that's what they've been doing right and so i think that's very important to her character for me personally uh, and the fact that it's gone and that she's now simply a mutant, it means that we have less um, interesting di uh, di dichotomies within the MCU. And I personally don't like that because it feels like it's dumbing it down, in my opinion. So let me, let me give you a little bit more optimism, maybe? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they didn't say she was that. No, yeah. Mm -hmm. A high schooler said, yes. hey... It looks yeah. like there's been a mutation. That doesn't rule out the comic accurate. No, yeah. Origin. He just he doesn't know yet. No, yeah. So this is a good way to yeah. I, I bring did both say about, of those those groups yeah. in. Yeah, I did say that I was dubious about it when it first started. I feel like what they're doing is because they know people are waiting for mutants and because they know people are excited about mutants, I feel like they're going to do a bait and switch with Kamala specifically, um, that she might show up in something related to mutants at some point and then be like, you're not a freaking mutant or something akin to that, right? Um, but I do think that it's a potential that they could do it that way. I, I think it could go either way. And I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I'd like it if they change it. Now, Quickly, we do have a question in chat. I do think it's poignant to discuss just for people to be cleared up on what the difference between Inhumans and Mutants. Um, Magus, Drill Magus has asked, what is the difference between Inhumans and Mutants? Now, basic kind of um, version of it is that Mutants are born with a mutation, right? They have something that is genetically different within them and that creates, you know, either they can manipulate fire, they can manipulate ice, or they have telepathic abilities, etc. and so on. Now, in humans can have the same exact abilities, but what they are, they are bioengineered, a bioengineered race that have um, Cree DNA inserted into them 
and it, it activates when they have be, been um, subject to pterogenesis, which is a, a kind of um, a going into a cocoon. Um, what that means is, is essentially you've got a situation where um, an inhuman could never get their powers if they're not subject to pterogenesis, which is essentially being um, gassed by pterogen, which is, is, is seen in you know Marvel's Avengers, for example. That's how the pterogen um is released by the ship and and um you see people um get uh turn it in humans so that's the idea right now my issue with this is and this is why i'm still dubious as to why they've done it is literally the movie before this again um multiverse of madness spoilers so if you don't want that spoiler just mute for a second or come back in a minute if you're if you're watching live etc uh in that movie they bring in an inhuman and that inhuman is literally the most prolific inhuman and i know it's for a cameo but it's also the character who showed up in the inhumans tv show and thus you see my issue right why are they doing one thing and then not the other it very much comes back to the idea is there a plan i think there is it's just i don't know what it is yeah I think that's the thing. That's what it comes down to. And I feel like we might get some light on it this weekend. Um, as of recording of this, the 22nd of the 7th, 2022. Um, obviously, that's a British date, so deal with it, Americans. Um, we have San Diego Comic Con this weekend, right? This this week. Um, and we are, we are thinking that we're going to get some reveals, some ideas about where the MCU is going next. Now, not loads, because I've heard that some of it's going to be coming over D23, which is later this year. But if we get some light shed on it, it might just be this weekend. So when is D23? I'm not sure on the exact date of D23. Let me check. I believe it's, it, it's in a few months. D23 Expo 2022. It is September 9th. So we're talking what? Two a months? Little more than a, a little more than a month. I think what they should do is... Mm -hmm. Well, first, do they even have any time blocked off at comic-con i believe so yeah what they should do it's... is do a tease which is yeah. kind of a dick move but they should uh -huh. do it uh -huh. to build the hype release some details of these movies that are already scheduled um, yeah just like little teasers but then imply that there is a casting announcement imminent for fantastic yes. four yeah yeah we might and even get it who knows toy with that but don't actually like show who it is yeah Just show the characters ah. like there's little less or something and then in the the panel then obviously go head first in their own their own event because i mean why why wouldn't you wait to do it at d23 but like yeah you're going to do it at your own event to, obviously to tease yeah. but yeah i forgot this week was comic-con yeah so it's going to be it's going to be like we'll probably see a lot come out this weekend but yeah I, I think it's quite interesting i think we're kind of stuck between a moment of like there's a lot of stuff that's clearly going somewhere but it's not going there yet which is the issue right and it's, like it's, it's very hard for someone who's very optimistic about the mcu and sees the potential of all these projects um to fight against the idea of well when is it going to happen type thing if that makes sense like when is it going to just go bam and like you get like your avengers or your thunderbolts or etc yeah manage expectations that's really good I, I just called that out the corner of my eye what what uh, extra metrica said in chat um 
manage expectations how do we manage our expectations to where we enjoy what's there right now but we look can still look forward uh when you've got a connected universe like this it's hard right because you're always going to be waiting for the next thing as you're watching the thing in front of you but it feels like at the moment it's hard to do that fully yeah and marvel actively encourages that because we know what the next movies are so you're exactly you're watching the movie or the show or whatever and you're over watching it in the moment you're like you're trying to find little little things like in the background of, of pixar movies like they always tease mm-hmm. a character from the next movie like yeah i've found myself in a few uh like loki I had to pause uh-huh. and and go back a few scenes because i was thinking oh that might be something and it just it was just yeah. something in the scene but like managing expectations is really tough because mm-hmm. we already know everything's connected yes and if you know what's down the road like you're jumping to conclusions and then exactly yeah yeah and then the thing is what's even worse is when it actually ends up not connecting uh and you're like oh and that's the thing i think or the mcu is the way you think it should exactly yeah I and i think that's the worse. Well, I think probably the second. Um, but the MCU has come to a point where, because people expect so much, especially after something like Infinity War and Endgame, right? And events like true events, like more, maybe maybe one of the the um, one of the defining moments of a generation in terms of cinema, right? Um, maybe that's a bit extreme, but I think for some people it will be the case, right? How do you avoid people kind of going ugh? um we're sick now but it also not just retread ground right it's very hard yeah. i think that's what i think that's what the struggle is right now is making something new that can eventually be better even potentially but people aren't willing to wait and i think that's where a lot of the issues come from right now and, and i'm not saying that you're not allowed to dislike something you are allowed to dislike something for example certain people like fall of and thunder for example just came out didn't it and um a lot of people didn't like it i personally don't love it it's not my favorite thor movie um i don't hate it either there's some good parts there's some really good character work natalie portman did an amazing job so did um christian bale for what what they were in it um but my issue with it is that there were so many things they could have done better right and i think this is where we're at now where um you're always going to be even the people who are the most forgiving on these these shows are the biggest critics now because they've seen stuff like i don't know um captain america winter soldier and say i love that why isn't every movie that and obviously you don't actually want every movie to be that but you start getting expectations right and then infinity war endgame you have stuff like ragnarok which was very much a big shift in terms of the mcu's tone and kind of movement right yeah and so there's kind of this point where you're getting movies that you might not like and i personally think that's okay i think you're allowed to not like some of the mcu because guess what it is huge now it is so big that you are eventually not going to like something a lot of people didn't end up watching the full full part like the full series of miss marvel because they weren't gelling with it that's okay when your issue with something is based on story or lack of good graphics or something like that that's fine there are obviously people who have other issues there are people better um situated than me to discuss those types of things but um 
don't watch and I, I say that in a i say that in a very realistic way i don't mean it in terms of fuck you don't watch it you're not a fan because i disagree with that whole sentiment if you dislike something and you are disliking the way the mcu is going and this is me talking to everyone people in chat here on twitch people who are listening at home people who are you know seeing this on tiktok if you don't like where the mcu is going if you don't like a specific project don't go back and watch it another six times in the cinema just because you do that usually don't go and rewatch it. Don't watch it on Disney Plus. Cancel your Disney Plus subscription for a month until the show ends, if that's all you watch on there or something like that. You do not need to consume the MCU if you do not like it. And if you don't like it, stop trying to make it so that you do like it, because for every person who dislikes a project, there will also be someone who loves it. I loved Multiverse of Madness. Many people thought it was shit. That's, that's the top and bottom of it. And it will always be the case. And it's always been the case. You guys might like Iron Man. I think they're pretty boring movies. Iron Man 1's pretty good, but 2 and 3 are shit in my opinion. Yeah, I love Dark good. World. I love Dark World. Now, Andy, you'll probably say to me, you hate Dark World, right? Yeah. I, I, it's, it's the only thing saving Love and Thunder from being the worst Thor movie. I personally think Dark World is one of the better ones. I would rank my Thor movies... Ragnarok, Dark World, Thor, um, Love and Thunder, Thor. I think Thor is the worst one, the first Thor. But people would disagree with that, and that's fine. That's fine with me, but I just feel like people aren't willing to accept that there will be different things for different people and that you can't like everything. It's the same with Star Wars, and I'm not going to go in again. That's a whole other topic for a whole other time. But there is stuff that you will not like because these universes are so expansive and they're trying to cover different genres, tones, mediums, um, ways of telling story, you know, TV versus film versus animation versus live action. You know, they're doing a million different things now. If you don't like something, stop watching. It's as simple as that. You vote with your money every single time. If they realize that their venture is failing, because they've made some wrong turns, the best way to put someone back on track is to say, hey, we're not buying it. But if you keep consuming, it's your own fault, quite frankly. I say that in the nicest possible way, the most non-inflammatory way. But if you dislike something, stop watching. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I think do? it's almost too simple of a concept, though. And people do you don't think? Consider it. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, that, that can be a whole different rabbit hole to fall down yeah. but so i don't like dark world because i just i didn't didn't like yeah, the movie that's fine but it's necessary for the evolution of the character yes or one uh-huh looking back at it doesn't match the same quality as the newer ones yeah but you have to have that because you have to you have to set him up yeah you have to have the character arc start somewhere and yeah you have to have thor be a an asshole like when yeah he's just cocky and arrogant yeah for him to get to where without spoiling anything the very last part of his fourth movie yeah exactly 100 percent do agree with that yeah 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 no yeah but I, th- I think i think people realize don't realize that there are always going to be bad movies and good movies within you know a year or within a month or within you know you're even with like it's impossible for every movie to be good right 
it's impossible. Yeah, it, it, it's literally it's statistically, statistically impossible for them yeah. to all be bangers. Yeah, exactly. It because it's just it, it can't. Because you will instantly say, "Well, that wasn't as good as that one. Thus, that one's worse." Like that's just how that works. So we can't sit here all the time and say that. Like people on Twitter and stuff, and obviously Twitter is a cesspit anyway. Um, but uh, <laughs> but um, love you people on Twitter. Um, people will say that was dog shit. I hated it. Look at this, like really bad graphics um, on this or whatever, right? And it's like okay, but also you can go onto Twitter and see the exact same uh, response about the film that someone else loved, right? Like, it, it, it's always going to work that way. And so I think it's about just making it person. I mean, obviously, it's funny because we're sitting here reviewing the MCU, but really it is all down to personal choice at the end of day, isn't it? You know, we can sit here and say, this is great all day. We could try and convince people it's great. And yeah, well, if we do that, we do that. But if you don't like something, you don't like it. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you how you should like it. I'm just going to tell you, sit here and think about why, um, why you're so avidly against certain things r rather than just saying, Hey, I just like it and move on. That's what I'm questioning. You know, that's what I question with these people. I, I don't want to, it's, this no, is yeah. MCU related. And I don't want to yeah, stray. Go ahead. No, but, go ahead. But I, I know they're making a what if, volume two or season mm -hmm. two or whatever you want to yes. call it yeah yeah i had seen something that it may release as early as this year yeah but then i didn't see anything else about it is that still a possibility um as far as i'm aware the suggestion was yes but i don't know when it, it, again it might be released this weekend some information on it um but i i'm not aware um uh, of when exactly i think more likely very much the end of this year or the beginning of next at this point. I feel like if it was going to be coming out shortly, we'd know about it by now. But it is an animated show, so it might not have as much spotlight on it as other things, so you never know. I think there was, what, nine episodes of that series so far? Yes, yeah. I will never watch half of those again, because I didn't care for them. You know, like, yeah, I understand why they were there, what their the purpose was, whatever, but it's like, mm. and I'm kind of bouncing around here, sorry, I'm still looking at this graphic okay. of the, the Phase 4. I mm -hmm. think the best way to unify the um, phase four threads into uh -huh. what we're used to is, and I never would have thought I never thought I would have said this <laughs> Loki season two. Yeah. I agree actually. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot there that can, can work. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I say I never thought I would, um, say that is because in several ways, Loki has been the Joker of the MCU. Like, yeah, overdone in my opinion. Yeah, um, I mean he's been in probably the most movies villain-wise. Yeah, and the reason why I think he's overdone is because he's always the same thing. You know, the Joker likes yeah. to sow seeds of chaos just for the sake of being chaotic. Mm -hmm. uh, Loki will act like he's on whatever side. And then, oh, nope, gotcha. Like, okay, well, where's the twist? Yes, I think yeah, I get what you're saying. They fixed that, I think, with mm -hmm. the series. But mm -hmm. I think the possibilities with the, the TVA, the variants and stuff... Um, Leave the most open for solving yeah. the kind of issues that are arising with the MCU, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think because I think if you look at the most of the properties, the ones that don't fit with that obviously is the Eternals. The Eternals are doing their own thing. 
um, Falcon and the Witch Soldier, um, and uh, Spider-Man now after No Way Home, right? But otherwise, you've got most of the characters who can fit into that storyline easily. We all know that Scarlet Witch is not um, gone and forgotten. Let's put it that way. We know Agatha Harkness is coming around. She's she could easily be linked to it. We've got Doctor Strange still. We've got um, we've got other kind of supernatural people coming up. I mean, there's there's meant to be like a Halloween special this year, which we still know basically nothing about. Like you know what I mean? So it's like we're in a situation where there's a lot of multiversal stuff going on. I yeah. do agree. I think Loki can um, Ant Man as well. Obviously, is going to be linked because it's going to have um, Jonathan Majors in it. That is his name. I hope. I hope I got it right. Um, as Kang, right? Um, so which I is a connection? Yeah, which right. is a, yeah. I think it is. Um, which is a connection, obviously, to Loki. Um, so I, that can feed back in. So there's stuff that's going on that could really set Loki season two to be. Or if season two comes before Ant Man to set Ant Man up, for example, right? Or or to lead into Ant Man. Now, obviously, I don't think Loki's just going to show up in Ant Man, but I feel like we really need to get to a point where we start to understand what the what a what threat we have going forward, or what kind of threats, because it, it's going to be a few. Let's be real. Um, but yeah, I think it's a weird one because I think there's a lot of stuff going on, and you can't dilute it into one plot line unlike avengers i just i like i said i hope this isn't a, a visual stephen king novel like yeah it doesn't come out shit essentially yeah for want of a better oh, term. it was a big spider the whole time uh, no, yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah so we've kind of slightly covered it with what we've been talking about what, what to look forward to so i'll ask you this question andy what is your most anticipated project that we know of fantastic four mm -hmm. but i don't want to count that right um, okay What's your one alternatively to Fantastic Four? Whatever the fourth Captain America movie is going to be called. Right, yes, that's because that sounds quite interesting. I don't know whether you've heard the rumors about this. Um, again, these are all rumors and very much up in the air, but um, the idea would be the villain would be... Um, I forget her superhero name, uh, supervillain name, should I say, but it would be Red Skull's daughter. Now, I, I'd be quite interesting to see a resurgent Hydra because Hydra, I felt, was used far too quickly. Like, for Hydra being... I mean, if you think of, like, Marvel, one of the big villain groups I think of is Hydra, right? And they were used yeah. really quickly and then kind of done with, right? And I think seeing them come back but under a different leadership in a different kind of way, because I think it would be, like, the Serpent Society, I think it's called, when she's running them would be really interesting and a really cool way of giving um giving sam a similar kind of um villain to face to cap well, sorry cap to you know what i mean I, i'm yeah. going to say sam and cap even still that is not a slight on sam it's just it's easier to to reference them that way to me um give sam a very similar enemy to cap and see how he deals with that right because he dealt with parts of hydra when he was falcon right in Falcon the Winter Soldier, um, not Falcon the Winter Soldier, sorry, um, Winter Soldier. Um, but didn't really deal with them as a faction. He was just kind of there, right? So it'd be really interesting to see that. Um, I also think Captain America 4 will see more Avengers themes return. In the comics, um, Sam ends up running the Avengers. He ends up being the leader of them at one point. Uh, and I think that'd be a really good way of starting to move towards that, right? Um, 
you know, he's because a lot of people were going about, oh, you know, Captain America four will be him earning his place as Captain America. He's already done that. We we know, that was the whole point of Falcon the Winter Soldier. He's done that. He did that even before then. But you know, regardless, he he's done it enough times. But what if it's about him learning to become the leader of the Avengers that they need, that the world needs right now, and then that bam, you're straight back into the Avengers, right? He starts building his team. That would be really a really cool way of doing it, right? Yeah. And I think that's I think that's what the Captain America four has the potential to do. Um, so I'm kind of hyped for Captain America four in the very much the same way as as you are actually. Yeah, I I think with one one thing they didn't really capitalize on, mm-hmm. um, and I cannot think of the character's name. Um, uh-huh. The Describe grandson. Them. It's uh, Elijah's grandson. Oh yes, Isaiah. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What is what's his name in the comics? Oh, Patriot. Yeah, Patriot. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've already planted that seed. Yes. But I think Captain America Four would be a good launching point for yeah. young Avengers. Yes, that would be, actually that could be another way of doing it. Have him be the mentor figure for for young Avengers. Have kind of Isaiah show up in there as part, like almost like have him be Sam's bookie for that movie. If that makes sense, like have him be the kind of yeah. the sidekick character and then move off to be. And Sam's kind of overseeing them or something akin to that. That'd be a really cool way of doing it. Yeah, and I think they will do themselves a disservice if they do the thing where all of a sudden, oh, no, he's going to go back to being the Falcon. No, leave him as Captain America. Yes. There's another character they introduced in that series that would be great to see on screen, and that's the... Uh I should have looked at the names before I started talking about this, it's but okay. the the soldier that gets the Falcon wings. Oh yes, to... um, oh I, Joaquin, Joaquin Torres, yeah. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, he becomes Falcon. Yeah, yeah, I think you do that. I don't know. I, I think that's gonna be the best, the best one. That's the one I'm looking forward to, excluding Fantastic Four. Yeah, um, and and yeah. I'll I'll get back to why I. I'll get back to Fantastic Four a little bit later down the list. Yeah. Um, the one that I'm actually most excited for, and it probably comes as no surprise, again, apart from Fantastic Four, because Fantastic Four is something I talk about all the time, uh, is Agatha House of Harkness, right? Now, again, maybe no surprise, but I think it's going to be very interesting because I think House of Harkness might do what we all expected One Division to do. Now, for those who don't know, in the comics, Agatha has a son. Um, he's called Nicholas Scratch. And I believe at one point he works for Mephisto. Now, I might be wrong about that. Um, but I could see the story of House of Harkness essentially dealing with Agatha. I assume it's going to be like some somewhere in the past for some of it. Dealing with Agatha and kind of more... Um, darker forces, right? Which again leads into potentially a Scarlet Witch movie if they ever do that or anything akin to that, right? Um, and I think Agatha as a character and Agatha's show has the most kind of potential because of that because Agatha's like centuries old. There's so much time that Agatha has been around for 
and it can literally take place across all of that or some of that or none of that um and i think you know we've had parts that have suggested the backstory of the world before but nothing eldritch and i think agatha has the potential to do that and with that you then have the potential to bring in characters like morgan lafay which is um um linked to like um merlin which is linked to captain britain and then you've got like characters like um you've got characters like um it's coming to me give me two seconds give me two seconds it's coming it's coming it's coming not howard the duck it's gone it's gone but there's like a lot of witches and warlocks and stuff like that that don't necessarily get linked to doctor strange that can be brought in through agatha um uh sandwich what are you doing this for? I can't what are you doing this for? I'm kind of pun at some As hat. Um, I've made it almost 57 and a half minutes. Yeah, okay, so. fair enough, fair enough. Um, but, the blue ribbon for new personal best. Fuck's sake. But, uh, there's many characters, um, sorry, Ghost Rider, you could bring in Ghost Rider, you could do, um, you could reintroduce Nico Minoru, you can um, deal with, um, for example, Lilith, um, who is a big character. She's going to be in Midnight Suns, the game that's coming out later this year, but you could do that. Um, you know, you have a lot of characters who are linked to kind of darker magics. Um, you know, all the vampire stuff um, to deal with Dracula and Blade. And those characters are coming forward. Um, Black Knight. Those characters are coming forward over time. And I think Agatha has the potential to get, again, bring a new kind of um, lens to the MCU that we haven't really got because even WandaVision didn't go all the way with it. So that's what I'm excited for, personally. You think House of Harkness will be scary? Um, I think it could be similar to Multiverse of Madness. Let's put it that way. I don't think I it would be like scary, think scary. Something not not like piss not your pants. You scared, yeah, not make you shit yourself, but, but like something like just a something bit more cerebral. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you have would you have a question here, by the way, from It's Not Anna? Thank you for being here, Anna. Um, do you think they'll go back in time a bit in the future of the MCU? For example, we have the Black Widow movie, which goes a bit back a bit. It provides grounds for nostalgia with all the characters that are wrapped up now while also moving forward with new projects. That's a very good one to ask, I think. I think, funnily enough, the one we're just talking about, Agatha, could potentially do that a little bit. Um, but I think, I think for the most part, they're kind of at a point where they're looking mainly forward. Now, does that mean that we might have scenes, we might not have a scene in, I don't know, Captain America 4 where, you know, you see a moment between um, Cap and Sam or or between Sam and um, some, another Avenger or something, right? That might be located, situated in the past. Could happen, right? It could very easily happen. One division recontextualized a lot of the lead up to Age of Ultron uh, in regard to Wanda, right? So it doesn't mean that that won't happen. I think it's just that it depends on how they go with the certain projects. Um, it depends on what they, um, they try and do. For example, Ironheart. Now, this isn't really so much a spoiler because um, Ironheart isn't in the MCU yet. But Ironheart has the potential to kind of do this slightly because she is a... Um, She's a kind of prodigy, but she um, becomes such because she is inspired by Tony Stark. Now, I'm not saying that that is 100% certain to happen. It might simply be um, a small thing, a small reference. I doubt it personally, but it might be. But 
at the same time, it could very much be that she met him at some point and you have a flashback scene of that, for example. But no, I don't think you'll ever get something again, at least for a while, that is set fully within the past, unless you're talking about maybe the Fantastic Four movie might be set in the past, but that's not with old characters, if that makes sense. Well, it could be. It could be. It depends, I suppose. My question is, when you say a bit, uh, go back in time a bit, what do you define a bit as? Well, I don't mean to speak for Anna here, but I think what Anna means is potentially something, let's say, kind of uh, like around the time of Avengers. Or, or an entire series set in the past, or just like callbacks? I think from what the question contextualizes, it provides a ground for nostalgia with all the characters that are wrapped up, uh, and especially because she was saying about Black Widow, I'd say probably something that is fully set in a past situation, so to speak. Some of the characters... Mm -hmm that they now have at their disposal they're going to have to um, you, you mean x-men is that what you mean yeah so yeah obviously there's a i guess alpha mutant or whatever mm -hmm. apocalypse like he yes. was albenser yeah. was the first right yeah yeah and uh, yeah yeah so that character has to be introduced somehow they mm -hmm. gotta make it make sense whatever yeah I don't know the best way to do that if it's uh, the first act of a movie that launches yeah. the X-Men. I don't know. But I think you've got to do that. But also, the Fantastic Four has to be set in the past. At least to a degree. At least like the first like act, like you say. Act, at least the first act. Yeah. Um, because you have to have... Because you, you, you're not telling me that Rick, Reed Richards, one of the smartest men alive was just totally absent from all these situations regarding shield and all this types of stuff type of stuff yeah, he, from he start to, to finish like unavailable in some way yeah yeah or so, else the whole cinematic universe collapses yeah so either like either he either they're doing a younger version it's brand new like right on this cusp right and they're, they're relatively young but i don't think that i think the likelihood is what happened is they were transformed, but they were kind of stuck somewhere or caught somewhere for a certain amount of time. And that's why it's they like have... You have read my mind for the second to last point that we were going to talk about. Would you want to move on to it now then? No, no, no. You can finish your thought. It's just okay. that you're kind well, of circling what I was... <laughs> well, I'll, I'll finish what I was just about to say and then we can move on to that, yeah? Um my my kind of thing and i think this would be the perfect way of doing exactly what anna said paying homage to something but equally making something very new and that would be a wolverine disney plus show now wolverine has had enough movies in my opinion he's had a lot of them even the x-men movies were wolverine movies really so he's had like six or seven movies made around, around him right make a wolverine yeah. disney plus show yeah but you know what i mean yeah. um make a disney plus wolverine show and set it in the past, right? Doesn't have to be like like the last episode can kind of bring him towards his um his introduction to the X-Men, etc., right? But set them during the past. And one of those episodes can be when Wolverine fought in World War II. Now, who was around in World War II? Peggy Carter. Well, I wasn't really going for Peggy Carter. I was going for um, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> I was going for Captain America, but oh, I yeah, but, I've heard of him. 
but like can you imagine that like as a can you imagine what i mean peggy carter would be interesting to see come back in that in that way as well right but it would be very interesting if we had an episode of a wolverine tv show where you get to see captain america and wolverine interact because that has happened in the comics that they were around at the same time and so that would be a really good way of kind of like it legitimizes wolverine within the mcu but at the same time gives us something that's new and fresh from it for an old character as well right and that's another character i think that you have to dive yeah. into the the past somehow M maybe yeah. do it better than x-men origins wolverine or whatever the title yeah. order was like mm -hmm. that movie is crap mm -hmm. like i will <laughs> die on that hill most they of the, the x-men movies have a bit of an issue with them but yeah um would it be cheesy to have Wolverine uh, sitting in the audience of a USO show that Captain America is on stage doing? Like, would that be cheesy? You know what I mean? Like, because sometimes depends, when, I suppose, when isn't things it? Are, are like that, it feels forced. In a sense, yes. But if you think about it this way, Wolverine was very much involved with higher stakes military missions i mean you see that in x-men uh, origins wolverine right you see that and he obviously it's set a little bit later in that version but he did that during the world war world war ii as well like that was part of it like that's a thing in the comics it's happened and so i don't see why you wouldn't have a situation where if there was a joint operation between i don't know, like a, a few different places and they needed their best people on it why you wouldn't have someone like wolverine and some more like Captain America cross paths. Now, is it slightly forced? Yes, but, but the thing is, it's like any movie, right? People will go, oh, well, of course that happened because the plot needed to continue. And you're like, yes, of course it did. It, it, there's certain things that are going to happen by plot contrivance, regardless of how much you explain or make it make sense, right? So you might as well have fun with it at that point. And I think that one would be something that people would genuinely love anyway. Wolverine and Captain America are two well-liked characters and seeing those two occupy the same... And especially because there's something to learn there as well, right? Cap is one way about things and Wolverine is very much the other way, right? Wolverine stab first, ask questions later. Cap is slightly different than that. And so there's something to learn there about how those characters... And those kind of moralities mix, right? So I don't think it would be necessarily just cheese. I think it depends on how you do it. That would work, mm -hmm. but with the caveat uh -huh. that he's Logan all the way up until the last three minutes, last three minutes yeah. of the last episode, and the yeah. last thing you see is him being lowered into the the tank with all the yes. wires and leads on him. Don't yeah. show him as Wolverine yet. Yeah. Yeah, I, that'd I think, be a good way of doing it. Yeah, as kind of having it like, um, essentially, it would be you would fully pad out the first part of his life, um, and then you would deal with the kind of repercussions of him becoming Weapon X in in like a movie or or in like season two or something like that, right? And um, but the thing is with that as well, and this is the interesting thing, you can do that 
and still put him in an X-Men movie if you're making an X-Men movie at the same time because we all know how Wolverine ends up there eventually anyway. The the, the implication is there from past experience, right? So yeah. you can still... And people be like, whoa, why is he there? For people who are new. So that it's like an interesting moment for, for new people. But like... At the same time, you get to still play with a series set in the past. And I think that's, uh, it would be, for want of a better word, it'd be like the new Agent Carter in that you're dealing with a past series that's coming out brand new whilst that character is also appearing in newer stuff, right? And so, like, I think that would be the best way of kind of doing a Wolverine this time around. But, I mean, depending on whether it happens or not, it's a different story. Speaking of that, though, you did say you wanted to speak about a potential pitch for a Fantastic Four movie. So if you want to go ahead, feel free. So if if Reed Richards is incredibly smart, mm-hmm. he's going to be ahead of the game on stuff. Yeah. I think they have to not disappear in space. Yes. I think they need to do their, their time in exile in the, um, the quantum realm. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, the only downside to that is you would need to have Hank Pym be aware of them. Yeah. And Hank Pym's been in enough movies already that he hasn't mentioned Reed Richards. Yeah. A so, brilliant mind who's been missing since the 60s or the 70s, uh-huh. which is when well, that has to start. Uh-huh. Well, I do have That's a solution. I do have a slight solution to your problem. Um, I'd heard something sort of similar-ish before, and uh, there is a thing called the Negative Zone. Um, Now, it was first introduced in Fantastic Four 51 in 1966, but it is essentially an antimatter continuum that exists alongside the continuum Earth occupies. Now, the interesting thing about that is that the Negative Zone's time moves differently to ours. Um, I don't remember exactly how, but like it can be years and it can be only like weeks for someone else. So you could essentially kind of, yeah. So you could essentially have someone go in it at the end of the end of it, like a 30 year, like at the the beginning of a 30 year gap and then come out of it and still be the same age, essentially, um, after those 30 years. So if that was where they went. I mean, the thing is as well, luckily, it's linked to the Fantastic Four. So it's a perfect way of doing it, really. Um, it's just whether or not how they set that up to happen at the end of the movie, it, whether it's intentional or whether it's... Um, what's the word? Um, like you say, whether they're trapped by accident. Because I feel like trapped by accident is kind of, like you say, done. I'd rather if they almost go into the negative zone intentionally because they're explorers. Because the thing is with the Fantastic Four, yes, they are superheroes, but they're explorers and adventurers and scientists first. And I think that will be a long, a really good way of doing it, right? Like saying, hey, we're doing it because of this. I'm changing my movie pitch halfway through. It's <laughs> fine. Because I, really I didn't know about the negative zone. Well, that, I mean, that's that what we're here for. Because that opens the door for other things uh-huh. rather than rehashing the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in, even in their cartoon they had access to top-notch equipment yeah you know through robotics and all this stuff yes but they they can't have always had access to that no exactly what if reed richards stumbles across through research and he can be like a 
a wing nut type character where yes. Hank Pym is familiar with him and Howard Stark knows who he is, but nobody gives him any. They respect discount him. He's, yeah. He's rambling on about something that doesn't exist, but it does. Yeah. But he doesn't yeah. have credibility, blah, blah, blah. So that's why he goes in there intentionally with yeah. the other three characters. Yeah. But since he doesn't have funding and stuff, he has to make the stuff himself. And while he is smart, maybe he messes something up. He overlooks a step and accidentally sabotages them to where they, they get stuck in the negative zone for a while. Yeah. And since he was a wingnut type character where nobody really paid him much attention uh-huh. or respect, that's how you can quantify him. As Not showing up in all these. Yeah. In existence and have him be the same age as sometimes when he's been on screen recently yeah. this year. Um, yeah. And have it make sense. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, there's a lot of potential. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the fantastic, I think the fantastic four movie is the movie that has the most ways to potentially go about it. I mean, you don't, it depends entirely on who the villain is as well. Right. Um, because so we have no my, idea who the villain is. For that was to not bring Doctor Doom in yet. I agree. Yeah, there there needs to not be a conventional villain in the Fantastic Four. Yeah, the villain has to be whatever thing they're stuck in. Yes, some like kind of to, like yeah, it has a survival to be, movie. Yeah, yeah, that I think that would be actually really fun and very different. Um, but yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. Doom needs to be left, not left, but teased. And kind of slowly eked out because he's such a monumental part of Marvel. You can't do him in one movie. You can't. It's impossible. I will quickly, I whilst whilst we're here. Um, Anthony asked Game Time with Anthony asked a really interesting question. Uh, canonically, there are a lot of smart characters: Reed Richards, Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, and Hank Pym, to list just a few. Do we have a canonical answer as to whom is top dog? If not, who do we all think is the smartest of smarty pants? So, there's a million different ways to answer this question. First off, is that in the MCU, pretty much it's Tony Stark. Like, that's that's just done. But in the... Sorry, most interestingly in the comics, is that it was Reed Richards for a long time. Like, a long time. Then he was superseded by moon girl now if you don't know moon girl i suggest you look her up she is a child prodigy um smarter than yes she has devil dinosaur yeah i was just about to get there yeah she has a t-rex as a companion um which is just fantastic really um it just it's so brilliant because it just undercuts anyone who's like oh my gosh like reed richards is the smartest no no she is i'm sorry reed richards even acknowledges it at some point i think and yeah, so Moon Girl in the comics is the smartest person alive, um, or at least human alive. I don't remember the exact details, but um, she is the smartest character in uh, Marvel, and she has a dinosaur, a T-Rex as a companion. So there you go. There's a little bit of a tidbit, a little bit of uh, Marvel knowledge for you. We are kind of deviating slightly from the MCU here. Um, you were saying also, and I assume you have a mystery character similar to how we just um, dealt with some mysterious characters that people might not be aware of. Um, you said you have a mystery surprise uh, series pitch. Do you want to tell me about that? Uh, two. One of them two. I won't go into Ooh. too much detail just because yeah. I don't know 
too much about the character overall, but I think well, we the can just go Plus series could help yeah. build the character out without uh-huh. being in the Fantastic Four reboot. Right. And that's yes. New. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. You need to not ruin the character like in the most recent reboot attempt. Like that was terrible. Yeah. Oh, that was horrible. Um, uh, fan four stick four. Yeah. Then, fan four stick or whatever it was. Yeah. And then you also mentioned that Doom, you know, he needs to be the next Thanos. Yes. Where there's a big build up to whatever you want to call the event, Avengers, or make up a different name or, or whatever. But you got to start somewhere. So yeah. develop that character. And Disney Plus series, um, they're you know, episode based. So you build interest that way, you know, because you can't binge them all at once. But like, seize the opportunity, flesh that character out fully before he steps yeah. foot in uh, the movie. Well, uh, and, I have... yeah, and I don't know the best way to do that because I don't know much about him other than that he is a very lucrative character. Yes. You to have now. Yeah. Well, so I don't know loads about Doom myself. I haven't read loads and loads about him. I'm not the best person to talk about this, but I do follow some people on TikTok um, who are big Doom enthusiasts, and one of them pointed to me towards um, a perfect way of doing a Doom series, and it's called Fantastic Four Books of Doom. I'll just read the blurb for you guys. You'll see why it'll work as a series. Um, from the black steps of Eastern Europe to the college campuses of New York City and finally to the throne of Latveria, this is the life of Von Doom. From his earliest disasters to his scientific triumphs to the tragedy of the fractured man he will become, this is the story you know and the one you don't. The story of the missing years and the journey that shaped the man who will be king. An epic Russian tragedy in comic form, this is unlike any Doom story you've ever seen. Five-time Eisner-nominated best writer Ed Brubaker turns his shadowy vision um, to Marvel's greatest villain, Victor Von Doom. With the phenomenal art of Pablo Raimondi, you'll witness Doom's life from his earliest moments to the day he took the throne of Latveria. A dark and revealing examination of how an innocent boy grows up to be a tyrant. A new twist on an old legend. Books of Doom is is a sweeping epic of tragedy, madness, and destiny. And... This is even more interesting. Collecting Books of Doom 1 to 6. Now, as we know, every single Disney Plus series, apart from WandaVision, I think She-Hulk, but they are um, formatted differently, has been six episodes. You could literally... Yeah, yeah. That's a one-off thing. Yeah, exactly. But you could essentially use this comic book not panel for panel, so to speak, but issue for issue as a way of marketing Doom's life. And I think that would be a really good way of doing it. Uh, again, that's not my idea. Someone has said that before me. I am regurgitating it, but I do think it's worth mentioning. Um, and I think it'd be a really good way of dealing with Doom. But also, if you do that at the right point, you get a sympathetic angle of doom as well right you get the understanding of doom i think that's something that we missed slightly with thanos because we only got a few establishing scenes of why thanos was doing what he was doing 
And whilst obviously we don't necessarily always want to sympathize with our villains, I think Thanos could have done with a little bit more of that nearer the end before Infinity War slash Endgame. And if we had had Disney Plus then, that would have been the perfect place to do it, right? Yeah, and I, I slightly disagree with... You know, mm -hmm. we don't need to sympathize with the villain or how you phrase that. Yeah. I think you need to. Yeah. Just to build the character out. Yeah. But I I get tired of the uh the trope of former villain is now a superhero or ally or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like like the nebula Loki effect, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I get it. I get it. And and some of it like you can't avoid like Charles Xavier and Eric Leshner are yes. close. And even when they're butting heads on a lot of the runs that X-Men yeah. has had, ultimately, and they showed it in Days of Future Past, yes. they're close again. Uh -huh. I don't want that. Yeah, I want to feel sympathetic toward him to understand why he's doing it, and I want him to go full... Full tilt, tilt. Yeah. no redemption. Yeah, something different. And I, yeah. I think um, one thing, and I don't want to deviate too much because I know oh, yeah. I'm running out of time and stuff. But no, it's fine. There has to be a lot of thought put into how Magneto is introduced. Oh yeah, I mean because, that's a hard one. Yes, for all of the X Men to work. Yes. There is one very dark, very important chapter in real world real history. history. Yeah, that that's, has that to happen. It all up. Yeah, that's the Holocaust because mm -hmm. he models the rest of his run. Like there's his brotherhood there. is based on the idea of not allowing that to happen again to to people like yes. him. the The problem is, is when was that? It's, it, yeah exactly it's, and it's it, it's like by the time of the mcu you're talking what fucking it'll be close to 100 years yeah like on screen really quick. yeah on screen 100 years and like yes he was a child then but already you're talking about a magneto who's 110 yeah. it doesn't work the same way as it did in the comics or even with the x-men movies back in the early 2000s it doesn't work the same anymore so you have to think of a way to allow that to happen that doesn't like... So essentially, you have to have the first few X-Men films either be based in the past or or think of some way to deal with the Magneto situation, right? Yeah, or or kind of retcon some of his abilities. Um, yeah, make him basically uh, long-livered as well. Yeah, where he ages really slow because... Yeah there's iron and blood and you need blood to survive. So maybe he can, whatever. I don't know. It'll something. Yeah. Something crazy. Done right yeah. Now. No, I know what you mean. Um, so the second series pitch, and I think may have uh -huh. talked to you about this before. Mm -hmm. There's one character that has only shown up in two, two Marvel movies or series right. collectively uh -huh. that needs to be heavily relied upon to make, certain things work uh -huh. and that is fbi agent james Wu. it needs to be the m files yes yeah, so what you're he, saying yeah he's Essentially, the fringe investigator yeah he helped flesh out mar uh mutants mm -hmm. um 
you can kind of make it like a, a mutant of the week type thing where it's kind of lighthearted kind of, but it also has to help fill in the blanks on some of the stuff. Yeah, no, I get you're saying. And that could work. I really want to watch that because that, that character, like as soon as he shows up in Ant-Man 2 or Ant-Man mm-hmm. Hospital, Yes, yeah. Like there's something about that character. Like, you know what? We it's like you type thing. Yeah. But it's also necessary. Like, yeah, I agree. I really like that character. And I think they need to do something with him, especially after WandaVision. Like, yeah, yeah, I feel exactly. Like he, he earned more screen time. And now he earns even more. Yeah. The, and I feel bad because I can't think of the actor's name right now, but that guy's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, I can't either. I feel really bad, but I can't remember every name. Yeah, <laughs> I've well, remembered enough already. <laughs> there's way too many Marvel actors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's really good at that yes. character. And I think yeah. that character can bridge a lot of gaps. If you want him to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot of mutants that are interesting that or don't necessarily fit the Couldn't do a full it. show or couldn't do a yeah. full movie. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of them, a lot. Um, mutants are probably a big, the biggest ca- category of Marvel um, superheroes. I think there's a million different routes you can go down with the X-Men. I think you're going to have to just pick one and go with it anyway, so why not do th- something fun with it? Um, obviously, we'll see what they actually shake out. But yeah, I think I, why I think not? it'll allow for some callbacks to some yeah. really popular characters, one of which is barely in Thor 4. Uh-huh. And then the other is a big part of WandaVision. But I think... Yes. Jimmy Woo can collaborate with them mm-hmm. and even some well, non... You could potentially bring back some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. characters to work alongside as well. Yes. Um, because those characters are readily available. Um, and you could easily do that. Um, they have very similar. I mean, that was what Agents of Shield was in the beginning. Not so much mutants, obviously, but it was the kind of um, problem of the week type thing. So if you brought, if you wanted to do something similar with um, Jimmy Woo, you could bring some characters back from Agents of Shield to kind of almost be like, yeah, we've done this before, yeah. type thing. You can even include uh, Inhumans in that. Yes. Because they've kind of been through it before. I think there's a potential, a lot of potential um, for many things. But I mean, most of these ideas won't come to fruition. I mean, everyone on TikTok is, or or any sort of social media is throwing out ideas every fucking minute. One of them's going to stick, but most of them won't. And that's fine. But I think it's just kind of, it's the expectation thing that we've been saying since the beginning. Some people expect certain things and don't get them. Whereas us here, we're talking about them. We're saying, I'd like this. If it doesn't happen, it's not the end of the world, though. You know, I think that's the difference. Well, Andy, I think we've had a good run. We're very happy with the discussion we've had. We've had a lot of good um, conversation points, I'd say. No real um, um, sticking points as well, which is always good. Um, I really appreciate you coming by, Andy. I really appreciate you hanging out. Thank you for um, dedicating two hours of your time to this. Um, Guys, thank you in chat as well. And for those listening on YouTube slash watching on YouTube and on Apple, um, Spotify and elsewhere. Um, I am gonna um, end it there. So thanks guys. And I'll see you in the next one.